if you could do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy, if you could throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like one that I don't mess up being a manager. Uh, we're just three cats and never played a single snap. Here to tell you how to draft when the ship and run it back. The stats ain't tell the story, this is the story of the stats. You can stick it to your friends, what's more glorious than that? We're victorious in rap, bringing wrath to our rivals. We're here to shun the stats, laugh, and lead you all the titles. Stick to the path and follow us disciples. The only sin is math, and all you need is the Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Bible. I'm your host, Nate Binder. Here with me today, as always, is Dane. Dane, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm still here. I'm still alive. My playoff hopes are still alive in a couple leagues, and I hope you listeners are still alive as well. We're coming down crunch time, so uh, in in fashion for the playoffs upcoming in fantasy football, we are not going to do anything about <laughs> fantasy football. It will be a... Uh, a sports betting show today, but uh, at least you'll get some context on what we think will happen in these games. And maybe that'll help you at all. But uh, yeah, um, I won't lie. Dane and I were getting a little tired of the uh, fantasy football discourse at this point in the season. It feels like we'd be talking about a lot of the same things every weekend and week out. So we thought we would uh, take a little break from that and talk about some, uh, some bets we really like going into this weekend. Um, because after all you play fantasy football, to pay attention too much to the sport and to make money off it. And so this is just uh, an extension of that. So, uh, Dane, I have a, a money line bet, an underdog bet, a spread, an over-under, a player prop, and a parlay. Um, do you have a you have a similar slate? Um, not quite as extensive, but I do have plenty of feedback on those bets, and I do have a couple of my own that I'm interested in betting myself. So, All right. I'll kick it off with this money line here. Uh, San Francisco is at minus 165, um, which obviously it's not plus money, but it's it's one of the better values, I think, on, on a, you can get on a, a team that I believe is almost a lock to win. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks have won three games since Russell Wilson's return from injury. They've scored 28 total points in those three games combined, lacked any ability to generate a run game and an ability to protect their quarterback. And really, Russell Wilson himself has looked pretty bad as well. They look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I think that the perspective of the Seahawks, the traditional historical perspective, hasn't quite caught up to the line here. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, while it's not positive money, there's a lot, a lot of games that are hovering around a similar line, like Chargers, Bengals, where the Bengals are favored, or Giants, Dolphins, where the Dolphins are favored, favored, or Bills, Patriots, where the Bills are favored. And of all those games, this one, to me, feels like the definite lock. Like, I think the Niners should be beating the Seattle Seahawks here this weekend, although there is obviously the divisional voodoo aspect of that all, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that this this team's going to win. It's also worth noting that the Seattle's run defense is bottom 10 in the league, and the 49ers currently ranked sixth in the league with 130 rushing yards per game. Um, in their last three games, they've run for 178. Things are starting to really click for that San Francisco offense. Um, so, yeah, I, I am a big fan of uh, San Francisco here. Um, I don't think you have, should have any inclination to bet on Seattle with how they look. So, uh, yeah. I like it. It seems as much of a lock as you can get with a 
a fairly decent line at minus 165. I agree. San Francisco looks far better than Seattle. Seattle, it's like the end of an era in Seattle right now. I, either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson or both won't be back next year just based on how this offense is going, how things are shaking out. I don't know the validity of it, but there's reports of dissent in the locker room to some extent. I don't know. I, I don't know about that particularly. I'm not in that locker room, but I will say Seattle looks terrible on offense. They have run the fewest plays by more than 50 plays to the next team. So that, I mean, that is not a lot of opportunity for offense when you're just not on the field. So yeah, San Francisco should have their number. They're clicking right now. Uh, Seattle is the opposite. So I like that. All right. Uh, who, who do you have as your first money line? Who's your money line bet here? All right. My first money line is going to be New England Patriots against Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's if you said this at the beginning of the season before week one, it would be blasphemy. And even if you said it maybe a month or two ago, but New England has clearly looked very good. They're on a five win streak. Buffalo Bills have looked shaky, intermittent. They show up and then they don't. But their defense has always been good in Buffalo. Uh, That doesn't worry me too much, I believe that the new england patriots have have their stuff ironed out and it's really up to josh allen to win this game he's shown that he has missed a few opportunities to do that specifically against a terrible jaguars team where they lost nine to six so i think the new england patriots on their hot streak they're plus 125 uh on that money line and to me it feels more like a coin flip than than there's a heavy favorite here so the, the spread is only at three so they predict Buffalo to win by three. I think that the Patriots could easily win by three themselves or more. So I, I love that bet. It is a bit of a homer bet, I'll admit, but I mean, you can't deny the Mac Jones and that offense has been clicking. Well, I think that, I mean, just to segue, like my underdog bet, the next bet I was going to talk about was going to be the Patriots. Cause yeah, I think this game should pretty much be a pick them and you can get Patriots at plus one and 25 right now. So you can get some positive money on that. And I, th- I mean, like the New England's last six wins have come by an average of 25 points. Like they're beating up on teams. They drub the Titans. Um, I think that they're, they're, they're also five and zero on the road. And this is a road game for them. And they're two as two and one as underdogs this year. So there's a lot going in their favor from a, you know, a historical odds perspective. And then when you take into account some of the other factors here, it's like they're playing very mistake-free football and getting into these cold weather game, cold weather games in Buffalo, where teams are going to need to lean on the run game a little bit more and uh, certain, you know, weather circumstances could make it more prone to mistake. I mean, I don't know what the forecast is, but there's still a tendency of teams to rely a little bit more on the run game in cold weather situations. And uh, the Patriots have an excellent run game and the bills haven't really been able to stop the run very well this year. And it's also worth mentioning that Tredavious White, uh, the Bills' best corner is out for the season. So um, when you talk about Bill Belichick taking away on both sides of the ball what the team does best, um, they're not going to be able to run the ball, so he's just going to have to focus on limiting Josh Allen. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a, a great bet, and I'll, I'll definitely be firing this one as well. Yeah, I imagine the Patriots will play a lot of cover, too. The, the infamous defense that has stifled the Bills and the Chiefs so far this season. And, yeah, they're going to take away any of the deeper passes to Stephon Diggs or uh, even Emmanuel Sanders has a pretty average, a pretty far average depth of target there. So they're going to try to keep you in throwing those eight-yard passes at best. And I don't think that's going to win the game against the Patriots. I just think they'll have a better game plan going into it. Yeah, and uh, the, you know the offense is really humming along. So we've we've seen uh, Jones have the ability to occasionally fit in some like tight window, high velocity throws. Although 
sometimes they they're uh, they're a little more like floaters out there but mm-hmm. all, all together uh an exciting team to watch and good value on that bet all right here's a spread for you and this is one that the one that i feel like i'm gonna regret but falcons plus 11 and a half against the bucks oh that's <laughs> yeah i don't know how i feel about that make your case sir okay so uh Bucks are one in five against the spread in home games. 11.5 points is a massive spread for an NFL game. Corderell Patterson is back. Um, like you, we, you could see the difference like in the Falcons offense with even a recovering first game back from injury, Corderell Patterson, in that they scored 21 points compared to like, I don't know, I think it was like three points the week before or something like that. Um, this, zero points before that, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the game also has one of the week's highest over under totals at 50, uh, 50 and a half. So Vegas thinks the score is going to be like 34 to 17, somewhere around there. Uh, and while that's certainly possible, I think the Falcons have the ability to get in the groove. Patterson's back healthy. They're at home. They have a veteran quarterback. Ali Marpet is also questionable for the Bucks. Um, great guard. And obviously Brady is most susceptible to pressure when it comes from the middle of the line. So if Grady Jarrett can get some work there done, they may be able to stop Brady on some drives. And the Bucks have also looked, uh, I won't say mortal, because they've been playing great ball like they've, and they've been winning in different ways. But Brady himself has looked mortal at times. Um, yeah, um, Falcons have also performed better against the spread in away games. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's just a a vast spread at 11 and a half and divisional weirdness um, and the Bucks inability to cover the spread so far this year uh, at home. Uh, I like the, I like the Falcons here. Um, interesting. So didn't we go to a Bucks game where they played the Falcons at home and they kind of annihilated them? Oh, Wait. so they, they wouldn't have had two games against the Falcons at home. Am I wrong? Oh, I, I wrote the, I wrote the song. They're two. They're they're uh, one in five against the spread at home games. And last week was the first time they've covered a spread on the road. So they're not performing against the spread well all season at all. Okay, so that's okay. a good point to make. But I will say they did cover the spread against the Falcons um, earlier in the year, and that was a worse Falcons team, I would say. Yeah, they didn't quite. They they didn't have the same game plan as they do now. Uh, but they did have Calvin Ridley in that game and they did have a healthy Cordero Patterson who I believe had a touchdown and I think like 90 yards all purpose, but that's really my biggest counterpoint to your, to your uh, pitch there. But I, I don't think it's a bad bet at all. I mean, the bucks could easily win by 25. Like, yeah. So, uh, well, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's the one I feel like I could regret the most after the, the weekend is through, but I don't know when I see a, a spread in double digits in the NFL, I always like to, you know, take a closer look and, you know, the Jags uh, Rams spread is 13 points and it was hard not to put that down because the Rams have looked so vulnerable, but I think the Rams probably end up covering there. So uh, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a spread here for us? I do. It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals against the Chicago bears. The they're at minus seven and a half right now. So they need to win by more than a touchdown, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, things seem to be trending to, have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back in this game. Uh, the Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, they just they are what they are. We we all know what the Chicago Bears have looked like this season. They don't really put up more than twenty points in any of their games. So, 
I, I don't see how they can possibly keep up. They would have to get pretty lucky, I think. And winning by a touchdown is no, uh, no hard task for the Arizona Cardinals this year. Um, they've looked great with Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. I, I imagine it'll be a cakewalk. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are kind of looking to prove like there's been kind of some. Uh, we don't really want to talk about like the fact that the Cardinals have the best record or whatever because Kyler Murray hasn't been there. Like we don't know if they're real or not. And I think I, now that they're back at f- full strength, they're going to be looking to prove that they are a uh, you know a legit Super Bowl contender. So I, I like that. I like that spread a lot. Um, moving on to an over under here. Back to that Pats and Bills game. Uh, the over-under is set at 43 and a half points. I like taking the over there, personally. Uh, pretty simple way of calculating this. Buffalo's averaging 30 points a game. New England is averaging 28 points a game. You add those together, the wow. greater than 43.5. I mean, obviously, Whoa. all of this is pretty situational. Uh, maybe you, you could look for a deeper analysis, but these are two playoff contenders in an AFC matchup. I expect this to be not quite a shootout, but a game that's going to be like a, you know, a, a 28, 24 point game or at the very least, I don't, I don't see this game uh, hitting the under here, uh, which is set pretty low at 43 and a half points. Yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't really consider the over-under there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a divisional game. They're both competing for the number one seed in that division, and New England is looking to make a statement that, you know, they can beat the best of teams, and uh, in the next four weeks, they play Buffalo twice and the Tennessee Titans, who currently still lead the division somehow. Yeah, they're going to be looking to, <laughs> to continue that, and yeah, neither of these teams will let off the gas, even if they're down 20 points in the fourth quarter. They're going to be trying to score as much as possible, so I like that a lot, actually. Do you have um, a uh, over-under yourself? I do. I have New York Giants and Miami Dolphins. Their spread is 40, or sorry, their over-under is 40 and a half. So I also like the over there just because it's such a terrible, terrible uh, total, you know, like. It's, it's so low. You never want to see an NFL game that's under 40 points. So I'm just hoping that the Giants can get something going. Um, Daniel Jones is going to play according to reports we're getting now. Saquon Barkley is there, but hasn't been great. Um, Kadarius Tony is, I don't know if he's playing or not. Seems but to be uh, out, trending towards out is what I've seen. Yeah. And then uh, Jalen Waddell has looked great. Tua has been on an upswing lately. Like, I just don't think those two defenses can take too much away from the other one to where it'll be a low scoring game. But uh, yeah, I'm basically just playing the odds that it's one of the lowest totals of the week. And I think that it, it's just as easy to go over as any. So, yeah, I like that. I, I definitely looked at that one. And what held me back is the uh, watching the giants play a 13, seven game against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I mean, the, you could argue which defense is better Dolphins or Eagles. I think the Eagles defense is probably slightly better than the Dolphins, but I don't think it's a huge gap. And they've definitely been playing better lately. I believe the Dolphins have won four straight. Um, but yeah, I think they're getting better at putting points up on the board. And then I think that uh, the Giants are always capable of a good offensive performance, uh, if if not on a consistent basis at all. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a good bet. It's always good to take those really low numbers or the really high numbers that look like, you know, uh, anomalies and, and take, you know, the respective over or under there. All right. Do you have, uh, any other, any other bets on your slate there? Um, I do have a parlay. It's a three spread parlay. So I, I already, uh, took the Cardinals there, I believe to cover the spread. So I would, 
parlay the Cardinals spread with the Minnesota Vikings spread against the Detroit Lions. They're at negative six and a half. That is pretty favorable, I, I would say. They don't have Dalvin Cook, sure, but Alexander Madison has proved very sufficient when uh, filling in for that man, and their passing game is great when they want to unleash it. They should have no trouble doing that against Detroit. Um, the only thing you could say, I guess, about that spread is that Detroit Lions have lost seven one-score games. They've lost so some very close games, yeah. So they are somehow in it a lot closer than you'd expect. But they're so that, bad, they're almost due to get blown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I certainly have no faith in that offense. They don't have DeAndre Swift this week. So, I mean, it, it's just, it seems easy, but I'm surprised the spread isn't higher. That's why I'm taking the Vikings there. And then I would say that, uh, man, I like the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've looked pretty terrible um you know it's a very competitive division the ravens haven't shown up in a lot of games i say haven't shown up but haven't balled out in some games where they really should have including a game against detroit earlier in the season but i I just think that they have the pittsburgh Steelers have no no shot at keeping up with the baltimore ravens i mean they're as healthy as they've ever been this season so i would i would expect them to cover that four and a half point spread I think I like that. Uh, divisional game, bound to get nasty too. All right. Uh, I have a parlay as well. Uh, Eagles covering seven points against the Jets. Uh, when the Eagles win, they have been blowing out their opposition. Um, was very weird that they didn't win against the Giants, but this is uh, should be a get-right game for them. I think uh, they're, they're playing in the same stadium as they did last week because the Jets and Giants obviously right. share that stadium. So, you know, it shouldn't be that much of an away game for them. Uh, they just have to take a short bus down to Jersey to get there. So, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, this Jets offense is terrible. Uh, I'm not sure who's starting. I believe it's Zach Wilson, but, uh, you know, I don't think that the Eagles defense is going to have any issues taking advantage of this terrible, terrible, terrible Jets offense. And, uh, yeah, I think the resurgent Eagles running game should get the job done. And uh, I mean, I think the Eagles are taking a little heat here because of that game against the Giants, a total stinker. But if you look at what they've been doing up up until that point, I mean, they beat the Saints by 11 points. They beat the uh, Lions by 30-something points. They've been covering by quite a bit, uh, often as underdogs even. So, yeah, I I like uh, Eagles against the Jets um, in this parlay. I like the New England spread. I would buy half a point to get it to three and a half against the bills, just in case, you know, uh, bills win by a field goal there, which I could, I could definitely see happening. Um, and then, uh, the over 50.5 hitting in the chargers Bengals game seems like something that's pretty likely to me. I mean, if I had to guess which game was going to be, a, a like the exciting shootout of the week, it would be this chargers chargers Bengals game. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely see the over hitting in this one. And I like that little parlay there as a plus 597 odds where a $10 bet would yield a $69 payout. Ooh, nice. nice. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I also had a player prop, but I just realized that it doesn't matter because it's not going to, it's Taysom Hill anytime TD, um, which by the time this comes out, you'll know if that hit or did not hit. But uh, I've been betting Cam Newton anytime TD every week and work the first week uh taste some hell anytime td um teams seems likely bet as well 
Just for the record, anytime TD for a quarterback is a rushing touchdown. Is a rushing correct? touchdown, yes. Or miraculously a receiving a touchdown. A receiving touchdown. <laughs> by that yeah. quarterback, which wouldn't be all that surprising for someone but like But Kamara is out and Taysom Hill is starting. The goal line back, basically. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I mean, obviously we're talking about this. It's, uh, it's already happened, but it seems like a pretty likely thing to happen to me, yeah. and it's like plus 110. Yeah, I, I don't dislike that at all. Um yeah, my I haven't looked into player props for the Sunday slate, but yeah, I would I would agree with that one. Uh, or um, for me, Dalton Schultz anytime touchdown I think is plus one sixty five when I looked. Um, Amari Cooper is hobbled; he'll be on a snap count. Um, I don't think that that necessarily Michael Gallup is somebody I'm sh- I'm afraid of. Uh, Dalton Schultz has had a role in that offense, and if if they're looking for a reliable pass catcher, I think he has a good shot at as anyone for a touchdown. I like it. Um, uh, you said underdog bets. I, I I hope I hope we don't have the same one, but we might. Uh, you go first, though. Well, I already did my underdog. My underdog was the Patriots. Oh, so I went for kind of a deep underdog, but uh, I think it's a lot more likely than the money line odds would lead you to believe. So, plus three seventy five for the Denver Denver Broncos to beat yes, the Kansas City. Yes, that's a Chiefs. great one. That's a very good one. Yeah, like that's something you don't have to spend a lot of money on to really return money. Like twenty bucks would get you what seventy bucks. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty great. So, uh, the Denver Broncos, you know, they're not world beaters or anything, but they've proven to have a a good offense. Like kind of flying under the radar. Um, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are, a, if you combine them, they would be a running back one every every single week. But uh, that doesn't so much affect fantasy projections because we're talking about, you know, whether they'll win the game or not. And I think at plus nine and a half spread, I think that's kind of a lot. I don't think the Kansas city chiefs are going to flop this game, but I, I certainly think they could lose by one or two and just some fluke thing where Mahomes throws two touch or sorry, Mahomes throws two interceptions. One was in their own field and uh, the Broncos just kind of grinded out with a uh, reliable Ted, Teddy Bridgewater and, um, their run game has been sufficient enough uh, to support some wins recently. So divisional game, I think it'll be, you know, pretty telling of the chiefs going forward. I think it's, I don't know. I would give them a 30% chance to lose the game. And at those odds, that's worth betting on. Chiefs are seven and zero against the Broncos, but I do think it's a team that knows or at least will have a game plan on how to slow Mahomes down. I think they're going to definitely try and take Kelsey out of the equation, um, try and double cover Hill, and then make the lesser uh, Kansas City receivers and the run game win. And both those things are not the strengths of that team. So it it should be an interesting game. Um, I I definitely think the Chiefs are going to win, but these divisional matchups, when you can get like odds like that, I think it's definitely worth taking a team, especially one with a capable offense and a strong defense like Denver. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm thinking about in this game, if I could bet Patrick Sertan anytime interception, <laughs> yeah. it's probably like plus 200 or 250 or something, maybe more. I don't know, but uh, that, that would be interesting. And then I, not that there's a prop bet on it, but I'd be interested to see if uh, Tyreek Hill gets any like handoffs out of the backfield based on what we've seen Debo Samuel do in the backfield for the 49ers. I mean, the Chiefs are coming off a bye week. Maybe they're looking at implementing something like that. Scouting, looking around the league. Exactly. Yeah, I could I could see Taysom or sorry, uh, Tyreek Hill, not Taysom Hill. I could see him uh, getting a rush opportunity out of the out of the backfield. Maybe there might a be a rush yards prep for uh, Tyreek out there. 
Yeah, probably probably on some platform. It's probably like, you know, said it like over under 1.5 or something like that. Like, is he going to get a rush or isn't he essentially, you know? But yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's a that's a good thought there, um, especially because they like, I don't know, that, that run game struggles. I mean, CH has looked good at times and bad at times, but mostly he's like bad. And uh, yeah, so I like it. Um, any other closing thoughts as we wrap this one up and, you know, win people a ton of money? Um, I don't know the odds on Jonathan Taylor anytime touchdown, but that's probably free money. So it doesn't matter the odds. Just bet yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're playing the Texans, aren't they? Yeah. Bet your rent money on that and just get two, two rent money's worth. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably like negative 180, but uh, yeah, minus probably. 180 rather. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been the Fantasy Bible. Um, if it seemed disjointed, I will say for transparency, I got boosted yesterday um, and I've got the, uh, you know, the COVID fog that they, uh, and the, you know, my 5G chips are all going crazy and stuff. Firing like that. on all cylinders. Yeah, exactly. You're getting um, AM radio from Miami over there. <laughs> yeah. My trackers keep like bringing up, uh, you know, there's planes circling around and stuff like that. Um, all right. Well, yeah, this has been an episode of the fantasy Bible. You've listened to it. We've recorded it. Uh, you can find us at fantasy Bible pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's really it. And, uh, if we showed up in your Spotify wrapped report, uh, on the year, just give us a shout out because that is awesome. I love to see that there's, uh, your girlfriend, Nathan has us in her, uh, in her Spotify wrapped top five, I believe. And that's pretty cool. And, uh, I think eight people on the on the year have listened to us more than any other podcast, and yeah. I mean that's a win. <laughs> that, that, that is a win. Uh, shout out B Fox, we are his second most listened to podcast, so that that's also solid to, to know. Um, yeah, um, that that's it. That's it for this one. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.